All right, since we're we're uh, you know celebrating the diversity of Black uh, History Month, uh huh, yeah, I thought I would uh, end the show with a Black History um, you know story, okay, to commemorate the month that's very special to all of us. Okay, yeah, it is to me that celebrates our diversity and inclusion. A white Connecticut teacher was placed on leave after casting black students as slaves in a school play. And they... Are you fucking kidding me? Come on. I'm not kidding. Come on. This is the onion. No, it's true. Come on. (laughs) I saved the best for last. The fuck? And by the way, Phil Ooze, line of the night, she uses bed sheets as diapers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. All right, go ahead with this jewel of a well, story. Well, be, yeah. be, and it is, you know, Black History Month, and, you know, we want to be inclusive and right. diverse. We do. I want to bring a story to the table that will just celebrate that fact. Okay. A white elementary school teacher has been placed on administrative leave after casting uh black students in a triangle of trade a play about the transatlantic slave trade okay although outraged the mother of one of the children believes it's not enough or fair to simply scapegoat the teacher for a system that is clearly broken a Connecticut community is divided after a white elementary school teacher was put on administrative leave after casting two black students as slaves in a play. So the play is about the Civil War, I'm assuming, or no, that it's time about period? the no, it's about the slave trade. Okay, and so she was supposed to what cast white students in that role? Well, I'm I'm just saying that, you know, she was just using the, um, uh, what do you want to call the resources that were available to her? Yeah. Here's, here's a, here's a hint for all teachers. I know we have some teachers that listen to us, but I give you a hint. Avoid anything that has to do with 1800 to 1970. <laughs> anything between there is off limits to you. Right. Eight. 18- to 1970 you cannot speak of anything in in any context that will save you guys all kinds of problems seems like every time you guys go and reference any of those periods you lose your job yeah even though it's historical even though it's factual you still can't talk about it you know maybe if we just stop teaching that slavery happened then people won't be so influenced right. by it anymore. Or if you just bl- if you would just avoid black people altogether, you'd probably be fine. Can't do that. We are <laughs> we are people of diversity, my friend, and inclusion, and inclusion. Right, We're all one people. Yeah, because that is our strength, after all. That is our strength. So we got to all be one people. <laughs> but let's just avoid big chunks of time that don't show the best of our people. Let's just go from you know. We landed at Plymouth Rock, and then Obama was president. Right, of course. Nothing in between. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. We cleaned our muskets, and then Obama was elected. Exactly. Had a a big old gathering out there right by you in Chicago. 
It was the perfect inclusive week. <laughs> so stupid. I know. Oh my God. Carmen Parker told the New Haven Independent that her 10-year-old daughter came home last week and said she'd been playing Enslaved African 2 in a Triangle of Trade, a play at the Westwoods Elementary School in Hamden, Connecticut. Parker's child, who is in fifth grade, is biracial. Isn't that, isn't that uh, interesting that they would mention that, you know, she was biracial? Yeah, why do they? That's my that's my point. Is that so that so that we can think maybe the teacher was confused and thought it was a white girl? Probably. <laughs> Her classmate, a young black boy. Why is that important? Well, because they were the slaves. Has been enslaved as African number one. <laughs> why was she number two? Because she was biracial and she has two races make in her makeup or what? Here's my question. This story's as dumb as it could be, but how does a teacher, an educator, someone with at least a bachelor's degree, probably more, probably a master's degree, how do they not see this red flag of a fucking fucking um, play a million miles away? Because she's trying to be a creative director. She was just using the typecast. I mean, if you were going to have a, you know, if you needed a bad boy actor to uh, act out in one of your shows, wouldn't you get like Mickey Rourke or, you know. Uh, I would get a black man and a white man because <laughs> I'm all about inclusion. Yeah. Wouldn't you get like Judd Nelson or somebody? <laughs> Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Because he Judd played Nelson. Bender in, in uh, Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Nelson. <laughs> What year is this? 1984. <laughs> What's the last time Judd Nelson had a part? Um, yeah. Jeez, oh man. The read aloud play is centered on the transatlantic slave trade and was published by Scholastic in 2003 as an anthology of short instructional plays about colonial America, the newspaper reported. It mm -hmm. seeks to provide some economic insights about why European rulers and their colonists agreed to such a morally reprehensible venture and why African rulers might have joined in despite the harm to their own people. See, I can't get past the teacher. I can't even look at the, the quality of the, of the choices of the kids and what they played. This teacher just asked for this problem. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, I, I mean, this was You could see this coming. A minute. There's no way to win. <laughs> it's like if, you're, you're black. She, you'd make a good slave. Why don't you get up here and act? But let's say she went the other way. Let's say the teacher said, okay, two white students play the slaves. Then the kids would complain that they weren't included in the play. Right. You know, this teacher just asked. She was like, "Okay, fire me. I don't want. I, I I don't like my job. Fire yeah. me." Are you sure this wasn't a substitute teacher? Just looking to get fucking fired <laughs> and collect unemployment. This is craziness here. Yeah. Why don't 
We don't even play cowboys and Indians anymore, Parker told the New Haven Independent. How are we playing slaves and masters? Good point. When, I, I agree with the mom here. Yes. Yeah. When Parker, an assistant professor of psychiatry in Yale, called the school and the district to complain, the play was axed. And that's not like axing a question. That means it was cut off. Oh, I, I was thinking it was like questioned. Was axed. I'm ask. I'm axing you. I'm axing you. Why are you having this play? Why you be having this play? I'm axing. Is that your Illyria accent again coming out? Lorainian. <laughs> You're Lorainian. It's my Lorainian accent. See how it comes full circle. Yeah. Isn't she from Lorraine? Or <laughs> no, her name no. is Lorraine. Oh, her name's Lorraine. All right. Yeah. Same thing. Doing a Lorainian accent. Right. Exactly. But without any explanation or apology, right? The Hamden School uh, School District teaching staff in 2017 to 2018 was 90 percent white. Oh my god! While 60 percent of the student population uh, were of color. Wait a minute! It was 90 percent white and 60 percent black. The 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 teaching the teachers were 90 percent white but yet the student body was 60 percent a population of students of color uh, not 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 to be the bearer of bad news but you better be happy anybody showed up to teach <laughs> just telling you 60 percent black students you're going to be lucky no, to get no students to of teach. color it doesn't mean they were all black they could have been hispanic says, that works well it says students of color and i think even hispanic students are considered of color are asians considered of color well i don't know i think of color i think refers to the dreaded brown people is that what it is yeah. yellow doesn't count no uh superintendent jody goler said that the play had not been approved by the district noting that the district would not defend it and support it Gee, in really? other words, in other words, we're avoiding a lawsuit. Yeah, we did approve that. You didn't tell her to do that. Yeah, we don't even know how she got hired. Yeah, she acted out on her own. She was independent. She was a yeah. rogue teacher. Goler said that teachers sometimes make mistakes, conceding that this was a bad one, and she would be dealt with as a yeah. personal matter. Turns out that Parker said the teacher had pivoted to the play because the district's computer system was down, making her original plan impossible to do. Okay. Do they really need to make up these lies? <laughs> she she selected this play because the system, the, the school's computer system was down. Oh, I was going to choose um, Aladdin, but no, no. The computer's not working where I can pick it. So I'm going to go with the slavery motif. Right. Good choice. If you're that stupid, you shouldn't be allowed around kids, let alone teaching them. Good Lord. What an idiot. Right. The school's principal, Daniel Levy, posted a statement to the school district website saying, in part, 
Late last week, district administration was made aware of an incident where a fifth grade teacher used a non-Hamden public school approved instructional resources that had students portraying characters from history. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> characters from history. Characters from history. <laughs> The teacher's use of this play about slavery raised serious concerns that are currently being investigated by the district's human resource department and appropriate legal counsel. Legal counsel. <laughs> legal counsel. Carmen Parker and her husband, Joshua Parker, attended a packed board of education meeting on Wednesday and said that Pointing fingers at the teacher is not the answer. This error is symptomatic of a larger issue. Teachers are not scapegoats for the system that is clearly broken, has been suppressing minority voices and the voices of those with disabilities, she said. I would like to support the teacher to learn how to make the community better for our minority students. Parker did not immediately respond to Business Insider's request for comment. Shut up. You don't need that. If you want everybody to be treated equal, you don't need to find ways to protect the few. Right. You dumb bitch. You should know that as a fucking professor. You don't teach people how to how to intermingle when you when you cast them out as separate somehow. Exactly. Yeah, she's not one of us. Oh no, she's not one of us. She did this on her own. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't like these people. <laughs> well, that's the way the world is getting to the point to where everybody, it's not me. Oh, no, I, I'm not a racist. No way. Eventually, oh. somebody should just let the lawsuit go and then fucking the judges should do the right thing and throw it out of court. There's no lawsuit here. She didn't say you're nigger number one and you're nigger number two. That's not what she said. She, she, she took a play. And again, I'm not defending her at all. She's dumb as, as dumb <laughs> for, for even, even, you know, but, but the thing is, even in this day and age, yeah. the, in history, the fact remains is that slaves were brought over from Africa. Yeah. It's a real thing that it happened. actually happened, but, yeah. to, but to stifle the fact that you can't even talk about it because you're a white person. Yeah. That's ridiculous because it happened. No, regardless, was it right? No. Does anybody agree it was right? No. Did it happen? Yes. Was it part of history? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should we stifle it and never talk about it? No. I mean, it happened. It was just what happened. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only caveat to what you just said would be. If they were so, if the play, and I ain't putting it past this dumbbell that brought this play to the, to the school anyway, but the only caveat would be if she was portraying it as a good thing. Yeah, like I, I agree. Portraying mm -hmm. that, the, you know, the white master was the good guy mm -hmm. beating his slaves or whatever. Then, then yeah, that's fucked up. But if you're just doing a historical thing and, oh, I don't know, a history class, you know, now if this was algebra or something, then maybe I'd have a problem, but I'm assuming it was a history class, you know, then the whole, uh, everything about this story stinks. I hate the kid. I hate the fucking 
parents and I hate the teacher. Right. They all suck. Yeah. Every one of them. Bunch of whiny bitches that I wouldn't want in my world. Sure. Everything is so super sensitive these days. You're not allowed to do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. All right. I think that's going to wrap up the show. Beautiful. It's just flown by. Went fairly quick. It did. Well, uh, Chris will be speaking with Dean Castronovo tomorrow. Yes, I will. I'll be speaking to David Reese. Yes. I'll be speaking to uh, Stacy David Blades on Monday. (laughs) Stacy David Blades. I will be speaking to Martin Popoff on Monday. All right. Got a lot of interviews coming. Yeah, got some stuff coming for those of you of, of interest in those things. Sir. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. I'll let you pick the closing track. What would you like to hear? Um, How about if we go with, um, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to end with it. How about some Motorhead with Born to Raise Hell? All right. Born to Raise Hell. That's a good one. Yeah. Motorhead's always a goodie. Yeah. Pretty much all Motorhead is good. Yeah, even the even the bad motorhead is good. Still better than most of the shit that's out there today. It is. All right, born to raise hell. We'll uh, close out uh, the classic metal show. So we appreciate everybody's tuned in tonight and all that fun shit. And uh, Chris is going to be off next week. Here's something I'm going to do. I I was not able to secure a uh, co-host for next week. Okay. But there will be a show. All right. Uh, Bob Nelbandian has agreed to uh, call in with uh, potentially Toby. Oh, nice. And uh, talk about uh, uh, a thing that they did back in the 90s called Black Lodge. Okay. They used to do a thing at a nightclub there in the L.A. area called Black Lodge, and it was like a metal night. Okay. And... um, he he and Toby may call in next week and I'll see, you know, how, how long they want to just kind of hang in and co-host. Okay. But next week, aside from that, will probably be a majority of a music show. What? But, but as fans of the show next week, I would like to take a lot of phone calls. Chris doesn't like the phone calls for the most part. Yeah, but but I will take a lot of phone calls and I will talk to you about anything you want to talk about if you want to call. Right, so that sounds good. So, you know, I'll field a lot of phone calls and blah, blah, blah. And you guys call in and we could shoot the shit about music, life, questions, whatever you want to talk about. And uh, I'll entertain you for six hours just doing that kind of shit. Oh, maybe I'll call in then with with Barantinos. Yeah, you do that do that so uh anyway that's kind of my plan all right sounds good all right well we're gonna get out of here i will be back next saturday night chris is going to be out at a show and uh we'll do a show as a as a cms uh collective cms family show no cms collective they're not my family fuck them guys i don't want to be associated no they (laughs) they probably put on black slave uh plays at their schools and shit Probably so. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. I'll be back next Saturday. So this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. And we're gone. 
Crickets. Hello, boys and girls. Hello. Lemmy from Motorhead here, and you're listening to the Classic Metal Show. And it serves you right.